Welcome to Late Night Streams. I'm Ryan Edwards, your host, joined by uh, J.D. Hall and Arizona Terry. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Fantastic. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Can't complain. Um, so on tonight's episode, we were going to have a featured guest that we had on our second episode, Jason Offit. He is the author of Darkness Walks, The Shadow People Among Us, amongst other various books about the paranormal that he's written um in his time as a as a journalist and as an author um guys this book and the shadow people experience as a whole is is something that is have been i've been interested in for a long time i started reading the book and have put it down for a bit you know i'm going to get back to it but jd what are your uh thoughts on it so far i know you started reading it but have you gotten is it interesting to you what do you find more interesting about that book um i think just the stories like all the different types of encounters that people have had with shadow people um but you also look at some of these stories and you you do wonder okay is is what they experienced was it real or was it something just like a figment of their mind because they were drink- they were in that state where you're, you know, in between sleeping and being awake? Um, and was their mind just playing tricks on them in the shadows? Is it is it something, you know, that they're seeing out of the corner of their eye just because of how our vision works, you know? And is it right. playing is it playing tricks on them? But then there's other ones, there's other stories in the book where you you feel like they did actually experience something um where people talk about feeling people sit on the bed or push the bed or or you know feel like they've actually dropped uh, a certain distance from above their bed back into the bed and they actually bounced in the bed you know those 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 stories are they make you wonder if more is happening Right. Um, the ones where, everybody, where, where they talk about all they're seeing, the only time they see it is out of the corner of their eye. Those are the ones where like, oh, well, maybe it's just something that they're seeing. It's their mind making that, you know, movement, that shadow person, whatever the entity that they're seeing, just making it, making it up for them. You know, not necessarily that right. it's, you know, because whatever we see, whether it's real or imagined to us we believe it. It's real to us, whether, whether it's actually there or it's not there. If we see it with our eyes, it's real to us. Um, but whether or not it's real to other people, that's when you, that's, that's what makes you, you think about those types of encounters. Right. And, and, and the one thing that you mentioned too, it's like when, when they're laying in bed, one of the stories that really caught my attention is that, that, you know, there was a woman laying in bed and she couldn't like, she couldn't move. Like she was paralyzed. And she would try to move and she couldn't. And in the corner of the room, she saw three shadows and they were just there like looking at her, mm-hmm. you know, and like she tried to break her or the trance and couldn't. She didn't want to look. Um, and then like all of a sudden, it just they just went away, you know, like and and disappeared. And that uneasiness, that feeling of uneasiness disappeared. But the one thing that I really like about this book is, is that Jason talks to several professors in the scientific field um and tries to debunk them so to speak you know and and how he you know they're saying this is what this is that this could be this in the scientific field so he he's trying to cover all of his basis in this 
in, in this book, but it, it, it's amazing to me. This isn't just one area of people, you know, experience it. If you read the book and if you've read the book, he talks about places all over the world having in people having experiences all over the world. You know, right. it's just not in the United States. Um, and, and, and that's what's terrifying or kind of interesting about shadow people as a whole, because you don't know a lot of things about them. And when people often see them, it's not a full body thing. It's normally out of the corner of their eye, you know, right. like, and it's not, you're in your peripheral, it's in your peripheral. You're not really getting a full, a full glance of it, you know, head on. And, you know, I, you know, there are people I've talked to that said they've had experiences with them and it's the same thing. Like they are laying in their bed or on a couch or something and they hear somebody walking down the stairs and it's just a black mass or a right. black shadow walking down. So, um, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing that it just doesn't present itself as an apparition. It just, it's a, it's a solo or solid black mass, you know? Right. Um, but do you believe any of the theories that he talks about in his book where, um, some of them can be crossing different planes or, or something like that? Terry, do you have a guess of what they could be? You know, I have not read Jason's book disclaimer. Sorry, Jason, I'll, I'll work harder. Um, <laughs> But it's a fascinating. Be better, Terry. I'll be. I'll do a lot better next time. It's a fascinating topic. Topic because I think a lot of people might think it's a newer phenomenon, but it really isn't because there's recorded throughout, you know, history and other cultures about seeing shadow people. So I come from a science background. I work in the pharmaceutical industry, so I was curious about what the scientific community thought about shadow people and obviously neurology neurologists are involved uh, with these discussions and they're thinking it's 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 the mind the eyes playing tricks on people right. maybe maybe some truth to that but you know i think there's more to it than that and i think that's the tonight hopefully we talk about what we're you know what the discussion is about is what are these things could they be ghosts could they be demons could they be interdimensional um, time travelers, even, I mean, there's a lot of right. different theories out there. And I think it's interesting because, um, and you know, my wife actually, she's a, a kind of a unique sleeper. We'll just say that she, <laughs> she doesn't have uh, paralysis, <laughs> but I've been married to her for 30 years and she sees things. She sees, she says people, but sometimes she says figures and right. it's in that, it's in that lucid part of sleep where you're, you know, you're sleep pretty well, but you're almost awake. She right. has those experiences and she has seen stuff before. And we had it one time we were, uh, we were both college students and we were married. Um, and it was like two or three in the morning and she woke up like she does startled. And I sleep with the eye mask on because I got to have pitch dark. When she kind of woke up, she shook me, knocked the eye mask off my face, and I actually saw what she saw at the end of the bed. It was the outline of a figure. And I don't, I don't have a lot of the paranormal experiences other folks have had with ghosts and things, but I can tell you I saw that, what she saw. And it was, it was weird, man. And she said, you saw it. I said, I saw it. So was that a shadow of it could be. I mean, it, it could be. And, and here's an interesting thing in the book. 
um, I just opened up to a random page and there's a graph and, and a and people voted on his blogspot page a few years ago and when he did research for the book and 504 people voted and he gave options of uh, a psychological disorder, um, demons or omens of impending doom, um, beings from other dimensions, extraterrestrials, the angel of death, demons and ghosts. So out of the 504, 83 people said ghosts. 105 said demons, two said the angel of death, uh, six said extraterrestri or extraterrestrials, and the most overwhelming biggest one was the beings from the other dimensions. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the interesting part. There's a lot of people that it falls into all that, but do you think, JD, that they could be crossing planes, basically, so to speak? I, I think it's... Every explanation as to what it could be is what it is mm -hmm. Every, everything that that people think it is a psychological issue a uh ghosts or aliens or demons or interdimensional beings yes it's all that um because there's no one explanation that explains them all and if you don't have one explanation that explains them all, you've got to have multiple explanations for the ex to explain all the, the sightings and encounters and things that happen with people. Um, I think there was a, one of the stories in the book was talking about, you know, the three beings would walk through a slit in time when, he, when they were told to leave or, or whatever. And the person talking about his encounters would then be able to move around again and, and, wake up and get back to being conscious or whatever. Um, so there's your inter interdimensional being explanation. Um, you have one, one guy who was talking about his ex-wife being possessed. There's your demon side of it, mm -hmm. you know, and he even talked about her coming, coming back and him saying no and, and something coming out of her face. Um, and like this grotesque blurry type thing and then going back in. You know, there's your demon, demonic possession one. Um, so the, the, there's no one explanation. And I'm not going to say that any one of those explanations is going to explain them all. Uh, I think you're, you're looking at all the different explanations to be able to explain everything when people talk about shadow people. Right. Um, Terry mentioned his wife saying that, that she's seen him. Uh, my daughter... Uh, when she was younger, I don't believe it's in our the house we live in now, but claims she saw shadow people coming out of her closet um, when she was was younger at night. Um, you and, know, there was there was a time she woke up here at the the house we live in now. Just completely, I think she was thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Um, might have been might have even been fourteen or fifteen, but um, she wasn't a little kid but she woke up in hysterics one night saying there was something in her room and that she was scratched. Um, so she's had these experiences that she feels are real, but I didn't see them. I didn't experience it. Um, but going back to the shadow people, every single explanation that there's, there is to explain them is, is what it's going to be. It's, it's most likely going to be every one of those explanations is what you're looking at for shadow people. It's not any one 
is going to be able to explain every single encounter or experience that people are having. Right. And like for me, I've had my own experiences, obviously, when my dad, when he had the hospital and I was working there, I, you know, I would see stuff out of the corner of my eye. I would see shadows dart back and forth. And I'm like, okay, is that my mind? You know, just because I heard stories about it before I started doing stuff there from other people that worked there, they're like, now watch, you know, keep out, you know, keep a look out for, for things that dart in and out of rooms and stuff. Um, and for me, like what I, what I mean, like you said, JD, I think they're everything. They're all the above, you know, is, is it a ghost? Yes. Is it, a, it, could it be demonic in nature? Yes. Could it be binding just something check, you know, checking in on you? Yes. You know, um, so it, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to be cautious about and you don't really know it and you have to understand it. That's why we're going to have, I hope to have Jason on here on our next episode to explain the research that he did and have, cause he's right. had experiences with them. You know, when he was a right. kid, he wrote that in the forward. He was a kid. He, he, yeah. And, and he, he told me some of the stories, but I don't remember, you know, then when we were in college, when I went, when he was my professor, he told us a lot of the stories that he had, but, you know, just to, you know, there are, and to hear how many people have these type of experiences is baffling, you know? Um, so what, you know, like, that's what I want to undercover or uncover with all of this is what are they and what, what are, what is their purpose? What, you know, what are they doing here? Right. I read it. Yeah. I read something from an author, Jerry Gross, and he's actually an expert in astral projecting. Mm -hmm. And he, he thinks that this is people's actually astral projecting, leaving their body, mm -hmm. traveling places. I mean, it's a pretty fascinating theory he has about it. Cause I could totally see that being one of these potential things. For me, the story is about them with the red eyes. That to right. me is quite, quite terrifying and a lot different than why we consider being a ghost. I don't know if I would categorize that them as a ghost. It, it would sounds be more demonic to me, right? But right, and there's a and there, actually... there's so many, but there's so many shadow people sightings in haunted locations. Like we talked about, you know, when we were doing right. our Halloween episode um, when I talked about the the mansfield prison a lot of the sightings there are shadow people now i don't think mm -hmm. those are demonic at the prison i think that's more of a haunting more ghosts so um but if you're seeing red glowing eyes coming out of a shadow person obviously he's gonna you're gonna be more concerned about it being a demonic type presence right uh right so it, that makes you it might make you a little bit more cautious a little more scared um, a little bit more feeling of doom or whatever when you're experiencing them, if, if that's what you see. Right. And, and the one story that um, I'll never forget is when my, one of my friends, they have an, a, a duplex or a townhouse here in independence and their townhouse was, was built in the sixties, seventies or whatever. And one night um, I get a text from Angela um, my friend's uh, wife and she texts me she goes hey Matt just had um, had something happen to him and he can't quite explain it and I said what was that she goes well he was laying down on the couch he'd been sick and he said he heard somebody walk down these three three flights of stairs you know at their duplex and he sound he said he heard somebody unzip their coat and then he like looked up and then at the coat rack he saw the coat rack start moving that they have in their house 
And he was just like, it was weird because he goes, I saw a hand reach up, you know, and act like it was putting the coat on the coat rack. And then when he pulled his head up again to look, he said he saw the outline of a guy that was probably 6'4 or 6'5, but it was black, just strict black. And he said, it was the weirdest thing because I made eye contact with it. And I know Matt would never, you know, lie about any of this stuff. He goes, and he just kind of looked at me. He goes, he just looked at me and I made eye contact and he vanished. Like it was just, he goes, but it was the oddest five, five seconds of my life. You know, just hearing him walk down the stairs, seeing the hand extended and then him looking up again and seeing it. And he, when he asked me what I thought it was, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure he goes, I, I asked him, I said, could you see a face? No. Could you see eyes? No. He goes, all I saw was black. And he goes, and I was sleeping with the TV on. And he goes, and I caught it like I could see the shadow cast up on the wall. And he goes, I knew nobody was standing there. So that kind of right. stuff, like that's what he, when he, when he said that, that he saw that, like I take his word for it because you can see your shadow cast. I mean, right. look at, you know, so he, he was just like, it's just weird because it just, it looked intimidating. He looked like an intimidating, I mean, they think it's the old uh, owner that passed away there. But they, he may not be a full body apparition. He may be stuck in a, a different dimension or parallel universe, you know, right. waiting to cross over type of thing. Right. And I, I think that explains a lot of them because there's people talking about how these shadow people at time, they don't even notice that they're in the room, right? These shadow people don't pay attention to them being there. It's like they're just going through and doing whatever they were already doing you know, right, uh, they don't... or what they had done in a past life, right? So that, you know, if they walk from the kitchen to the bedroom and that's what they do and they don't even, they don't even acknowledge that somebody else is there and seeing this happen. Um, right. <clears throat> well, and that's what, and that's what they say, like in that book too, you know, like in Jason's book, he says there's plenty of people that see him, they try to talk to him and they don't interact with you. Like they just carry on about their business. He said there was one, right. one story of a woman who saw one in her house and it, literally she said it walked straight through the house, like straight through the house and outside, you know, just didn't even use the door, just walked straight through the entire right. house, you know, went through all the walls and stuff. Um, and that's just, just, you know, like, and that's just the one thing and, and all the dot or, and all the science people he talked to, all the science professors and everything like that, he was, um trying to, they were trying to explain it you know like there it's playing tricks on your mind you're seeing this you're seeing all this other stuff this is how this dimension will work this would how it would work you know like we've tried to break it down right. and create our own shadow people you know and run experiments and do experiments um so they as a science community um they try to debunk everything you know whereas people like us when we believe it you're like, oh, we for sure for saw, you know, this is what we saw. And there, you know, and there is in that book talks of experiments where they put a certain frequency or whatever into the brain and the shadow people would appear and they take it away and they go away. So they were able to create those shadow people for those participants in the experiment yeah. to show that, yes, this these could be just figments of our imagination it could just be what's coming out of our mind and our our brains creating these these shadow people for us to see but again if you're seeing that it doesn't matter if it's just coming from your mind 
you're going to think that it's real. It's going to be real to you. It's going to be a real experience to you because it's coming from inside of you. Uh, right. Whether or not it's real to anybody else, it doesn't matter. It's going to be real to you. So you're going to go out and you're going to talk and you're going to speak about it. When you talk about this experience, when you talk about these encounters, like it is a real experience or real encounter because to you it was. Right. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you see something walk across the room and disappears into the wall and leaves, that's, you know. Right. You, like you're believing it. It, it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not going to care what anybody else thinks. Like you're going to be, that was real. That happened. I know it happened. I felt it. I saw it. I believe what I saw happen that day or that night or whenever it was. Uh, so there to discount, just to say it doesn't, it's not real to somebody. I, I, I don't ever believe that. I don't, I won't, I probably won't ever say that because Whatever you experience, whether it's real, whether it's not, whether it's real, um, it's real to you. So to discount your experience, no matter what, I, I can't say 100% that whatever you feel like happened to you did not happen. So when people are talking about these these shadow people, I can't just go out and say, no, there's no way it's happening. Like, it's it, it didn't happen. That you're, you're just imagining it. Well, it doesn't matter if they were imagining it, right? It's, it's, it's still real to them. It know? happened. And I think that's what, I think that's what happens with, with our kids when they're younger, you, you, you know, you have all kids, you know, most kids have an imaginary friend or they see things or they talk to people that aren't there. And as they get older, those interactions, those experiences, those encounters, they go away. They get, they, they lessen in frequency until they just don't happen. And it's because that we as parents and as adults, we're telling them we keep we're constantly reinforcing with them that it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. You're imagining it. It's fake. It's it, it's not. But I don't with, with kids being so open and open not corrupted by life. What we tell them. Yeah. Um, they're more open to seeing and experiencing these things. So we need to take into account more of what they're telling us right and, I, and and you remember when we had jason on the first time he said he and his wife were looking at a house and uh his kid in the middle of looking at the house said what are all these people doing here you know like why are all why you right. know like you could you know like you know what i'm saying like and that caught jason by surprise you know like what, what do you I, you know what do you mean yeah right like what do you mean what are all these people doing here it, 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 it's amazing to me because I see it through my kid, my cousin's kids who are four and two. And, um, and when they say they're talking to somebody that we know has been, that has been passed away for a, a f like for a few years, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that uh, you have to just sit there and think of like, Oh, okay. So they do have that experience. Like when I was a kid, my dad's dad passed away. Way in 1993 i was three and a half years old when he passed away um or just turned four can't remember he passed away in 1994 excuse me sorry um and um i'll never forget like my brother when he was on the swim team he said uh something to the effect of like how he won the race and he said he saw my uh my dad's dad at the end of the pool like encouraging him to swim as hard as he could, as fast as he could. 
and that um and that took my parents by surprise you know right. that you know my brother at the time was probably six or seven so he was still in that early part of life you know still seeing things of that realm my mom said there's no way and he goes but i swear i saw it you know i swear right. i saw him he was there at the edge of the pool right like and he was hitting like you know he said he was hitting the uh, the pool wall like the edge of the wall of the pool on the inside you know and slamming on the concrete and my dad kind of looked at alex and then you know passes the story on years later he goes alex was very descriptive and he's not very descriptive about a lot of stuff right and and there's a there's a story in in in, in jason's book about um one of the shadow people encounters uh where a kid was staying over at his grandparents or his at, at that time just his, his grandmother's house because his grandfather had passed away and he saw a shadow person at the end of his bed but he felt and he knew that it was his grandfather looking at him and watching him and you know he told his grandmother about it the next day and she was like oh good i'm not going crazy because i feel like i've seen the same shadow person of your your grandfather as well so and and but it, i think the kid was like 6 or 7 years old so that's what i mean like when we talk when we were talking about shadow people and what they are that's why i'm saying like you can't just pull one of those explanations and and explain everything it's it's going to be a combination of all those explanations of shadow people um especially when you start having little kids talking about what they're seeing and what they're feeling and then they may describe somebody that um, fits the description or, of, right. or not even that they knew. Because another one of those stories was they felt like this this mean person in the house, mm -hmm. and it, it, it with this shadow person, and they described kind of what they felt like they were seeing with them, and it ended up being a a a mean biker had been buried in the cemetery next to the house. And that's what they, that's what that child was seeing and feeling in the house. So to, right. to, um, that's, and, and also we got, that's why we've got to listen to what our kids are telling us more instead of just kind of brushing it aside and saying yeah. it's not happening. Wouldn't it be great to have our listeners phone in a story that maybe their kids have had? Well, we've, we've, we've been all trying. had kids. <laughs> We've had kids like we've, yeah, we've been trying. We've been trying to get people to call in. Nobody wants to call in. Let's plug it, <laughs> plug that number again. Was it five six seven four two nine one six two six? There you go. I think right that'd be great. Right. Well, like, give us the even yeah, a because, snippet of the, your child having right. an imaginary friend or something like that. Because well, you it, know, it happens a lot. I've, so. and, and, I mean, I, and and I, it's funny because I know I had the same experiences that my brother had. But I don't recall them like they are gone from my mind. It's just stories that my mom and my dad tell me. Um, but I, I, I feel like an, and I feel like what we need to do is yeah, I would like to get our listeners uh, if they have any of their kids, you know, especially if they're younger, you know, and I know some of them live in haunted houses. Um, well, now that you, you you brought that up, like it just like kind of you talk about your experiences as a kid that you don't really remember it literally just triggered a memory that I had from when I Were was you? down in, in Texas, when I was, I don't know, probably seven or eight years old, there was an abandoned or empty house, a couple houses down from where my mom lived. And when this had, I swear, I swore to God that what I saw was real. And I was walking past one, like 
we're, we're kids. We're all just playing in the neighborhood and running, running through everybody's yards. And, uh, you know, I'm, I walked packed past this window and I swear I saw like a smoky white figure. Like I couldn't make anything out, but I saw a white figure in this window as I walked by and it scared the hell out of me. And I took off running, but I completely forgotten about it until literally just now. Um, so it's amazing, isn't it? Like, um, and did you tell your mom about it? Did you, I, I, I don't remember from that point. Um, I just remember how, how scared it made me and what I'm remembering. I saw that day of just being this white figure that I couldn't make anything out of just the shape of a person in this window. So and, was it on the top? Was it a two-story house? Well, this this is in Texas, right? So a lot of the in the neighborhood that she lived in, everything was one-story ranch houses, right? Um, so there was like there was no basement windows. There was it was just the one floor, and it was like a right. It was probably a bedroom window, if I'm remembering the layout of these houses right. I think it was a bedroom window because it was on the end of the house. Um, but it scared the hell out of me, and I took off running because I didn't know what I just saw. I just knew I didn't want to keep seeing it at that point. So, um, you know, I've said before that I don't really have many experiences other than hearing voices, um, or, or the smells in my house. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that's currently happening. Um, but you brought up your experiences as a child and it kind of, it triggered something in my memory that, Oh wait, you did have something happen to you as a kid. Right. So, I mean, and I'm sure I did have some, and even like, and I know it's not um, shadow people related, but when my great grandmother died in, in 2013, I remember laying in bed one night at my parents' house um, and in my brother's closet, uh, he had like this toy box or whatever it was, you know, like that, you know, you wind it up and it starts playing music. Right. Um, and so we're, I'm laying in bed in about 2.30 in the morning I hear this music box start going off mm-hmm. and I wake up and it, I mean, it just started blaring. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this? So I go into my brother's room and like, so we have like the Jack and Jill bathroom at my parents' house. So in order to get into his closet, you have to walk through the shower or, you know, where the shower is and into his bathroom and then the, his closet. So I turn on my, like I get up, turn on my bathroom light, then turn on the light in the shower and then turn on his light because, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. As I'm doing that, I see out of the corner of my eye in Alex's room in one corner, just like this short black mass hunched over in the corner. And then I open my, my brother's closet, turn on the light and look for this music box, find it, open it, find out there's no battery in it. <laughs> and so my mom hears me. She gets up. She comes upstairs. She goes, what are you doing up here? I said, well, first of all, I thought I saw somebody in that corner over there, pointed to it. She goes, well, there's nobody here. And I said, and secondly, this thing started playing on its own. And she goes, that's impossible. There's no battery in it. I said, mom, I heard it for a good five, like a minute and a half while it was playing. And she goes, well, where'd you find it? And I said, in Alex's room. And she goes, well, that was yours when your great grandmother passed away. She gave it to you when, when you were born. And I was just like, well, that's kind of bizarre because the person there, the figure I saw was about her size. And it was like, it was not tall. It was like about five, three and it was skinny. 
like in short in stature, you know, and that's one thing that that I because I thought I saw it, but I, that was when I was turning into the closet, so I had to do a double take, and I like peered my head back around the corner, and the figure was gone. You know, so right, and, and that, that's you know, for, for, and that's something in and of itself. You see something, and it's not there, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just see? Right, and where did they go? And, right, and what happened to it? Yeah, right, and that's like the one, like I said, because I typically when I see them, it's not if I do see them, it's out of the corner of my eye. It's not. Yep. something you see head on like terry like with bigfoot you know nobody gets a full-on view of it it's always out of the corner of their eye just a glimpse right, right. you saw it it was large enough to get your attention right? right well and it's it's like going into any place that you're not familiar with and you know like an older like i i travel and i sometimes stayed in older hotels and things like that it's creepy sometimes just creepy and you just mm -hmm. feel like there's something around or, or you a presence or something and you right. catch a glimpse of something going out a back hallway and you just get the EBGBs. Yes. You know, your the, hair the stands up on your arm. Your oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, and I just had the thumb on the top of my head. It's just, it, it's unexplainable when you're, and you try to make up every logical reason for what you just saw. Um, you know, and, and, and just with all that, you're just like sitting there thinking, well, what, what did I just see? And you tried to explain it away. And when you don't have a logical explanation for it, that's when it becomes startling. And right. did and, you guys, did you have imaginary friends growing up as kids? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I my brother and I may have, but it wasn't anything too like my mom would be like, Who are you talking to? We'd be like, Oh, so and so she goes, You don't have any friends like that. I don't know anybody with that name. But again, we grew up in a heavily populated area where a lot of native. Did Americans... you say you don't have any friends like that, or did you just say you don't have any friends? We don't. Sad. Don't have any friends with that name, like. <laughs> but yes, thanks, thanks, JD. Um, but no, like, like uh, yeah, a lot of child child That's trauma really... coming back. Right. Uh, childhood trauma. No, I mean, but with one of the stories though that he taught and we talked about it before but could you imagine laying down in bed and having some like you're and you feel like somebody's sitting on your bed what would that feel mm -hmm. like wait if you guys woke up to that feeling what would you do terry if somebody was sitting on the edge of your bed or you felt somebody sitting on the edge of your bed and they weren't there? oh oh i totally freak out like i am screaming i'm out of the room <laughs> i'm out <laughs> you're, you're triggering a lot of things for me tonight ryan um because I've woke up to that feeling, like some somebody has, like, bumped my bed or sat down on my bed here at your current house. My entire life, oh, I've wow. had those feelings. Um, but again, it's it's something that I've I've blocked out because, for whatever reason, like I can't I can't explain. Like it's not something that's just there for me to remember all the time. Um, but I. I, I know that when I've had those those feelings and I I can't move, mm -hmm. and I I'm like absolutely I'm absolutely terrified laying in bed like my heart is pounding and I can't move. That's what and it, yeah, like you know. So book, that's what they talk in his book. He mentions people have so so maybe I have experienced shadow people, and I don't know it because I didn't see them. But they were there because I had that feeling that everybody that they people talk about of that feeling of dread, that feeling of terror, that that feeling of not being able to move. Um, but again, 
is that because I, I was dreaming something and I'm halfway between be, being, being awake and being asleep. And I'm still in that, that dream state where your body paralyzes you. And that's why I couldn't move. I don't know. Like, I don't have that explanation. Right. Um, for sure to be a hundred percent certain that that's what it was. Right. Because I remember the feeling I, I, I remember like moving my eyes and just kind of looking out of the corner of my eyes and, and, trying to see what was there. Why did I feel so scared? And then also not wanting to turn my head to see something in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. It's, to just go back to sleep to, for this feeling to just go away so I could go back to sleep. Right. And, and, and when, cause I, I've not had that experience at all. Like, where you you feel like you can't move but it it describes one of those stories very well in in that book where a guy was laying in bed one night and he was laying on his stomach and then all of a sudden he felt like that heavy presence like he had a heaviness on his chest he couldn't breathe his his breathing was labored and he would remember trying to wake up his wife you know and he couldn't like touch her couldn't move and then he said it lasted for, he was like thinking, go away, go away, go away. And, and the figures weren't going away. So that, that would be absolutely terrifying. And, and Terry, I know you haven't had any experiences like that, but what do you overall think of the shadow people? And what do you want to learn um, from Jason? And, and obviously we're going to do more research on the matter, but what are you wanting to learn from Jason? Well, I want to get his take on it kind of fill in the gaps of our discussion mm-hmm. tonight and just continue the discussion about what he thinks and what he's, he's seen, um, you know, investigating or in, in his research. I think it's a great topic and um, looking forward to having him come on and kind of continue that discussion with us. And, and, and if any of our listeners have had an experience with a shadow person or have seen them in their home or, or, even have a secondhand story of maybe your child or a parent or a grandparent or a cousin or whatever that's told you about something, uh, then call in, call, call the voicemail box and, and leave us a voicemail um, telling us your story. Um, Terry read off the, the number earlier. I'll read off, you know, say it again, five, six, seven, four, two, nine, 16, 26. Um, it's literally just a voicemail box. You don't have to talk to anybody. So, and you can probably record it. The, Record it, delete it, record it, delete it as many times as you need to to get it right um, So you, until you feel comfortable. So um, we want to play some of these these stories and these interactions and, and encounters that our listeners have had um, so it's not just the three of us talking about stuff. Right. And, and I just tweeted out on the Late Night Screams podcast uh, Twitter handle, um, how many of you uh, had experiences with shadow people? And I, or, and I wrote yes, no, or what are shadow people is a question, you know, so people may not understand it. Um, obviously the no's in there, but people may not know what a shadow person is. Um, but yeah, I, I would like, for one thing, I would like uh, to give him, I would like to see where his background came from, where he got the idea to write this book. I would like to hear his own experiences with shadow people and um, what many people believe they are. Uh, uh, and just for him, like what started it off? Like, was it him being when he was a kid and him seeing him, does he still see him today? You know, that's all I want to know. And, and 
obviously expand on that. And as JD said, guys, we, I, I really, I know a lot of you have had experiences um, with the paranormal uh, as our listeners. I know you've, you've told us uh, several times, but please, we, we do um, want to share your guys' stories and um, you don't, and you can be anonymous. You don't even have to tell us your name. Exactly. But, um, I think yep. that's, we, we need to kind of emphasize that nobody has to know. <laughs> You can just just make I mean, up a name if you mean, want to, right? And we'll play it. We don't have you, you can leave a short five minute clip, and JD can cut it out or just you know whatever. If you know, but we wanted we want to interact with you. You we know many of you have had stories and have had experiences, and that's what we're doing this podcast for is is for you. Yeah, guys because to, uh, and and a lot of and a lot of them have, have already told us the experiences through tweets and messages and stuff like that <laughs> so what we want to, what we want to hear is we want those we want to hear those experiences <laughs> in, your, in, in your own voice in your own words so that we can share it with with everybody else all right guys well that does it for another episode of late night screams i'm ryan edwards thanks guys for joining me tonight